What's up, everybody? I am Baron Baptiste. Welcome to Disrupting the Drift, disrupting the deceptions that we tell ourselves and that we tell each other. The world of mediocrity and being a part of the conspiracy for mediocrity is what we are disrupting in this show and in this conversation. Please share the show. We ask you to pay it forward. If you get some kind of new thinking, some kind of bigger thinking or insight, or the show today makes any kind of difference to you, we ask that you pay it forward. I think that that's something I've learned is what we give away expands in us. And so we ask you to share the show. You could also send in your questions. We love getting your questions, sending the questions to disrupting the drift at baronbaptiste.com, disrupting the drift at baronbaptiste.com. Also, you can drop in questions in the comments on the YouTube channel, Baron Baptiste. The YouTube channel, each week we'll be dropping some of these podcasts. So if you're more of a visual person and you want to watch, you could do that as well. And I'm here with my good friend, David Masters. David, welcome to the show. Always so good to be with you, my friend. Always and amazing to be with you, Baron. It's just kind of like that, right? I, I always leave our conversations here elevated. And it's like when I go to a really good, hot, sweaty yoga practice, go to one of my studios and get on the mat and sweat it out, move, breathe, get rinsed out. And I would always walk away from that experience just feeling lighter, brighter, walking a little taller, a little more lightness, not only in my physical step, but light in my eyes and in my view of life. And I always walk away from our conversations in this show here with you in a kind of renewal or uh, in the Bible, as it says, you know, do not conform to the world, but be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. Yes, yes. Give the real quote, will you? It's Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of mm. this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. Oh, yeah. Mm, the pattern of this world. Wow. Yeah. Well, say it one more time. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. Wow. Be in the world and not of it. Yeah. That takes something. Takes a seeking soul, a searcher of truth, a lover of truth. <laughs> and the truth sets us free, and the truth is at the root of a kind of transformation from within. Well, it always will be. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the truth is the most powerful thing. It's, it's more powerful than any other thing. In other words, if somebody tells you a lie, it can have the same kind of power that telling you the truth, except for one thing, the lie does not set you free. The lie turns you into some kind of a zombie or a slave. So the truth has the power to liberate, and that's why it's the most powerful thing of all. Well, and the, the lie only has power over you if you've conformed to it, if you buy into it, exactly. you believe it. But within yourself, it actually has no power, that lie. It only has the power you give to it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Here's a great question someone okay. sent in. How can I practice letting go when it feels like someone has disrespected me intentionally? In these instances, I feel like if I let it go instead of defending myself, 
the person wins and will continue to treat me that way. Hmm. You know, it's really good. Hmm. I, I, this is a really good question, right? It's like at the crux of life in so many ways, because I think it's something we deal with. If you're someone who has a life and, you know, doing a lot in life, interacting with people and whether through work or family, friends, social, you're going to be disrespected because people aren't going to meet your <laughs> expectations or your rules, right? Or your beliefs about maybe this fits into expectations about, you know, what it is to be just respected or honored or your dignity gets rubbed. And so I think letting it go has been toxified. It's been um, turned into a toxic kind of principle, like a new agey, goopy, toxic principle. Well, just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. Just be free. Just let it go. But if you do that, you're actually submitting in a certain kind of way. That kind of letting go is actually more out of survival. It's a way of not dealing with what you're dealing with. And how do I practice letting go? Well, there's a Zen saying I like that it, the Zen say, if someone shoots an arrow at you, don't be there. Hmm. If someone shoots an arrow at you, oh, that's good. <laughs> don't be there. That's right. So <laughs> yeah. And it's or like Gandhi said, you know, I won't let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. But what does all that mean? There's something about not being there, right? It's like your identity, who you identify yourself to be. Well, okay, you can let go, right? Let go, let it roll off you. But it doesn't mean you compromise. It doesn't mean you don't speak up. If there's something to say, you say it. If there's something to do, do it. But you're present. Like you're really, you're right here where your feet are. You're right here with the situation you're dealing with, the person in front of you or the group of people, what have you. No one can disrespect you but you can disrespect you. So there's something about but how you want to be treated or related to, and that you, you can speak up to. You can have that kind of honest, frank, straight conversation with someone about, hey, you know, this doesn't work for me, or where you're talking from, the energy from, there's, there's something about it that isn't right, and it's not where I want to come from. <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want to be on the receiving end, and I also don't want you to receive that kind of energy from me. Whatever there is to say in the moment, if you're not there taking it personally, you'll be able to address it in a very kind of straight way, is like my experience. Because in these instances, if you get defensive, that doesn't work. If you're reactive, it's resisting, right? And whatever you resist or whenever you resist a situation like that you're giving someone the other person something to react to but what if you give them nothing except you're awake you're right there and you speak straight and it's like hey that doesn't work for me what do you say david very much along the same lines as what you just said and but i'll pose it in the form of a question which is how much confidence do you have that simple words, whether they're disrespectful or cruel, can cause you so much pain? You see, 
All somebody is actually doing when they're disrespectful toward you is giving you an opportunity to be gracious. And because the only way that they can win is for you to lose. For you to be allow them to do what they're doing. If you don't allow them to do what they're doing, it, it just kind of bounces right off you. Now, I'll give you an example. It's Luke. Your son's name is Luke. 2334. When they came to the place mm. called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided mm. up his garments by casting lots. You see, even at the, in the face of murder, the greatest teacher that ever lived showed us one thing. He showed us victory by not hating those people who did what they did to him. He looked right mm -hmm. into their souls and realized that they were just nothing more than puppets. They're puppet people being given commands by other people who are puppets. And this is what, you know, how dare you disrespect me? Is that all you got? Is, is it all you got that you that you ha you will you're willing to take a life or give your life for an idea of respect which is not even really earned? How many people have actually earned respect? Just because you exist doesn't mean you have the right to be respected. By the way, sure, everybody should have a degree of respect for the rights and and the existence of other people, but it doesn't mean that you have earned respect. Do you really want something you haven't earned? I mean, that's like a thief. You want to steal respect from people out of uh, intimidation and cruelty and being the biggest monster that you can be so that other people are afraid not to disrespect you? I'd say no, unless you live in a cannibal world, unless you're a cannibal king and you have to require those who are around you to be your subjects. This is what you see in popular culture. You see cannibal kings everywhere. I don't want to be one of those people. Let them disrespect me. Let them say whatever they want to say. I've been talked bad about, so have you, Baron. Has it really hurt me? <laughs> no, it has not. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs> Dude, it's probably the single most thing that's actually strengthened me in my life. I tell you. Go, going back, like really from my childhood, like I was just one of those kids that was always picked on. You know, me I, too. I remember I lived in the Richmond district, uh, like lower Pacific Heights in San Francisco and started getting bussed over to the Sunset district, Ugh. probably in the first grade, second grade, like that. But I remember every morning it was like, get on that school bus with all those kids. They'd sing songs about me. They'd pull my hair. They'd spit on me. They'd put gum in my hair. Yeah. It was like, it was brutal. You ever get shoved in a trash can? I did. Didn't destroy me. <laughs> mm -mm, right it just made me nah. who i am today <laughs> yeah. just telling you mm -hmm. yeah you could, they could break your bones right but um and i used to get jumped all the time get beat. Yeah. i mean all the way through high school it seemed like i just i just didn't fit in you know i tried to fit in and i'd get certain kids that would let me fit in with them especially once i started getting with the surfer kids but then even amongst the surfer kids i didn't really fit in with most of them but it was like I was trying to fit in, but I never quite did. And I was always at the brunt. <laughs> Somehow I emanated something different that whatever it brought out in other kids, they wanted to go after it. 
one thing I, my mom always used to say was, you know, as soon as you start to rise above the crowd, people throw stones. And I think Abraham Lincoln said that originally, but my mom used to say that to me. And in school, it didn't mean a lot to me. But I remember as I got older and I started going out into the world and started getting some a little more success or as in the public a little more, I was like, whoa, where's all this nastiness coming from? And you hear Twilight Zone stories. I mean, usually what would come back, I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, what are these, these people don't know me. It's just like random, weird, made up, you know, manure. And it's like, okay, but you learn to just let that stuff go. Now, sometimes you get attacks that have some lesson in there right? There's some lesson in there. And so to have the ability to not throw the whole baby out with the bathwater, but be able to just step back and look, to know yourself well enough to be able to know, well, okay, that's true. Or I did that thing. Or there's, yeah, this kind of way of being I have that's disrespecting or it's overpowering or it's over forceful. Um, and I, I get that feedback because I would get that feedback. Uh, from time to time. And I was like, well, wait, I've got to like, look at this. It's like, if I look at some of the bigger regrets I have over the years of people I worked with or people who worked for me or just friends or whatever, like if I look at where I was too hard on people, I knew I was coming from the greater possibility or the greater yeah. potential of a moment or a situation typically. And I would almost rationalize it like that, but really I wasn't in control of my expression or my communication, like I was, whatever I was coming from, it was contaminated with whether there was fear in the background. When I look back at those times, I could have gone through those same situations, whether it's a work situation or leading a training or what have you, with the same amount of success of that training or that situation, it, the same or greater, better outcome without that intensity that I was bringing. When I look back, well, actually, it could even turned out even greater, even if it was just with the pe some of the people I was working more closely with. You know, that was like lost energy, lost opportunity, and maybe like lost trust or something. But I've always learned from those situations. People that have been around me for a lot of years, they'll know like, oh, yeah, that, he kind of used to relate like that. But things just drop off of you at a certain point as you're someone who's really committed to growing. And I know the last many years of my life, I'm a total different human being in the face of opposition and the face of difficulty. Now it's way easier to take criticism or adversity, opposition, and convert that into a next level, a level up to a new level of possibility or potential or who I should be or could be. Yeah. That's why we're out here. We're putting ourselves out. We're putting ourselves at stake. We're at issue with mediocrity which is going to trigger all the mediocre people or the mediocrity within people. So just like the very conversations you and I are having here trigger that opposition in others. And what I know is you and I welcome that. That's why we're here yes. because it's like, bring it on because we rise from the friction, yeah. we convert it and we use it to actually empower more people. And we're one of those people who get more power. <laughs> Power in the good sense, the godly sense. I feel that both of us were destined for this. So it doesn't matter what we started out as. This is what people have to realize. It doesn't matter who you start as. It matters who you end up as.
and I'll share with you, when I was 13 years old, and I was like you, I was different. I felt like I never fit in. And I was picked on sort of um, relentlessly by bullies at school. So one day, I wake up in my bed, and I'm looking at myself down like six feet below me. My spirit, whatever you want to call it, had popped out of my being, and it was hovering above me like a balloon tied to my wrist. Wow. For three days. Three days. Three entire days. I got up. That's like a St. Paul story. When he got struck by lightning, was blinded for a yes. few days, wasn't he? And well, <laughs> I was out of my body for three days. And I, really? I was just dragged around like a balloon tied to my wrist. And I watched myself interact with kids at school. I'd come home, I'd go to sleep, and I'd lay there and watch myself sleep. Three days yeah. after this experience, I popped back in and I was like, wow. I didn't know how to explain it to anybody. What it showed me was something super important. And this is the Jesus principle, which is forgive them for they know not what they do. Because this is this thing, this body, this this fleshy thing that we walk around in. This is not who we are. This is not who right. they are. Yeah. What we are is a, a unique consciousness. And this is what I was shown as a at a very young age. Yeah. We're a spiritual being. We are spiritual beings. There's a consciousness that's greater than this, the flesh that we live in. And it allowed me to go through life having a different perspective because I always knew that there was another dimension involved. This life that we live in is a big matrix. We are all just players in this matrix. But what it did was it gave me an ability to see things beyond my vision. Intuition is really knowing without reasoning. I was given the gift of intuition when I was young, and I didn't know what to do with it. Just to be clear for the listeners yeah. and for myself, but um, this is all natural, right? Absolutely natural. Talking because nowadays everybody's trying to hack it. They're trying to take you know some plant medicine or some yes. MDMA or whatever <laughs> ayahuasca, it is, or ecstasy or ayahuasca. <laughs> go, let's go over to Peru and do the yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like they're all looking to hack in the shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I don't know, man. I, I don't know about a lot, but I just want to clarify. You're talking about actually walking a spiritual path, yeah. like actually doing the inner work, not taking a pill or a drug or something to no. manifest some state of mind, which okay, years old. that all exists, no doubt it. But you're talking about, yeah. about what's inherently already within you and me as spiritual beings. Yes. And I yeah. say this, we're not human beings having spiritual experiences. We're spiritual beings having human experiences. So as I walked through life, I had a completely different view of why people were disrespecting me. You know why? Because they didn't have whatever it is that they saw in me. And they tried to put out whatever light I was shining. When it comes to this issue of disrespect, if you are a person mm -hmm. who has a spiritual capacity that's growing... What you must realize is that people that don't have the same trajectory as you are going to f try to find a way to rob you, to hold you back, mm -hmm. because misery yeah. loves company. And don't resent them for it, because this is what happened on, you know, when Jesus was crucified. He looked at them and he realized they couldn't stop themselves. These yeah. people, they're demon possessed. Yeah. Yeah, people, they they're are, devils. Sadly, yeah, they or, are. Or the devil is their daddy kind of thing. It's the world yes. they're lined up to. <laughs> yes. and, and it's a different world. And a lot of people, look, coming out of, you know, yoga land and coming out of growing up Eastern philosophy and new agey and yada, yada. And 
oh, there's no such thing as good and evil. It's all um, duality and yada, yada. And yeah. Okay. You keep living like that and see how that works out for you. Because <laughs> you will find yourself, if you're not careful, in a black hole or around people you'll be hurt. And if you're someone who's been hurt, and in this context of this conversation, we're talking about being disrespected, you have to look at who the opponent is or the person is. I believe it somewhere in the Bible, it says, you know, if your brother does something to you and he does it seven times in a day, forgive him seven times. If your brother apologizes or, you know, takes ownership of it seven times. It repents. Maybe that's the word, repent seven times. But if he doesn't repent once, forgive and remove yourself. Here's, here's what it is. It's yeah. Luke 17, 4. Watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times in the day and seven times return to say, I repent, you mm. must forgive him. Yeah, yeah. There you there go. You go. Yeah. So there's a recognition in that moment yeah. of, look, I was wrong. And then he goes yeah. at you again. Right. Yeah. Now you may need to put boundaries up there. You're known. Okay. He's going to keep doing it. And at what point is that just playing a game? If you know that someone's genuinely struggling and then even in disrespecting you, but they, they can own it. You can see that they're grappling with something in themselves. Right. And yes. then they're doing the work yes. They're doing the spiritual work, the therapeutic work, whatever kind of work it takes, the self-development work to change those ways is a part of it, right? And, and then it allows for forgiveness. I think, well, you need to forgive regardless, right? Just forgive, give it up, let it go. And then you be, whether it's you set boundaries or you need to remove yourself or that person You'll know what to do, actually, if you're not reacting to it, if you're not resisting it, if you're not defending yeah. it or trying to convince the person to be better. If you're not doing any of that resistance, those expressions or forms of resistance, then th there's an opportunity. You'll see what to do, but there's an opportunity there, maybe more than one. Well, the other thing, too, is that maybe somebody knows that your hot button is this idea that you believe really deep down, and, and maybe you're right, that you deserve respect. So what they do is they target mm. that one area of your life yeah. because that's where they can push that yeah. button and get over on you. But I'd say this. It's okay for people yeah. to disrespect you. It doesn't mean it's right, and it doesn't mean it's the right thing for them to yeah. do or for you to let them do. But what you can do is you cannot be offended by it because you have that power. If you have the power not to be offended, suddenly whatever yeah. they tried to do to you, kind of they get the hot potato. Yeah. Remember my story about the hot potato? Somebody has a hot potato and they want to give yep. it to They're you and you don't take it. it. Yep. Who has yep. it? Uh -huh. <laughs> like it. right there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yep. I know, I, I love that. It's actually, so what? You get disrespected, so what? I was talking to my exactly. son earlier. He was talking about some situation at work, a couple of the people there, and he was exactly saying that. It was something about he felt like it wasn't they weren't being fair or they were like giving certain people special treatment. And he was in essence feeling disrespected. And um, I'm like, so what? So what? <laughs> Just be straight with them. Just speak <laughs> up straight. Who cares? I mean, if you don't identify with the attack, because it's not who you are, it's like, yeah. 
who cares? So what? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's exactly totally it. it. Yeah. So, well, David, it's always good to be with you, my friend. And um, thank you. I um, always value these conversations and, and uh, walk away, like we said, with a new sensibility. I'm present to a, a new possibility for living and for humanity. As do I. Please share the show, you all. We appreciate you sharing the show. And uh, we grow this show through your word of mouth. So we appreciate you. We appreciate you getting uh, to this point in the show with us today, too. So you all be well. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>